Coming up, we're going to recap some of Universal's latest news on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hey there. Hey, Rhino. How are you doing? Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, Very excited to talk about Universal Orlando with you today and beyond. Uh, It's not all just like recent, recent news. We're going to kind of bounce around with uh, maybe some of the stories that we have missed over the past couple weeks while we haven't really been doing our our standard our standard shows, uh, you know, because last week we were at Universal Mardi Gras very, very late. Uh, we did our special episode with Elaine Edwards promoting uh, travel agencies for booking a Universal vacation. And so, yeah, we've been kind of off our game a little bit. But now that we're getting back on, we're going to catch up with what's been happening around Universal. I'm very excited to do so. Rhino, I hope you are, too. Oh, you know it. I feel like that was a perfect like tool time moment, but I couldn't think fast enough. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You'll you'll get on your toes as we start moving along with this. Uh, let's next mention Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. Okay, Rhino, we we do have tons of news, tons and tons and tonnages of news. I don't know where to start. Choose one. Um, Logos? Okay. Oh, well, uh, let's. it's more than just logos. It's a complete rebranding. I, I do think that's a, a good place to start. I know this isn't exciting. I know it's not something to help you plan your vacation. I know it's going to be two more annoying white men on the internet complaining about graphic design. Uh, hey, but hey, hey, it's you still don't know news. that I'm going to complain. You don't know. You don't know. Okay. I might say, wow. I'm honestly not going to complain either. I Maybe it's just this week. They chose the right week to uh, put all of this out there. But I'm like, I, I really don't care. It's the logo. It's not the logo that matters. It's the park that you're going to is yeah. what actually matters in all of this. So you know what? Go go crazy. Change it all up. But uh, I, we keep saying logos, and uh, it is more than that. So, of course, Universal was branded as Universal Parks and Resorts that encapsulated all of their destinations around the world, but they have decided to rebrand because obviously uh, with their future right now, they are going to be looking at more than just parks and resorts, specifically with like the addition of the experience in Las Vegas with Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, you know, because of that, that's not really a park. It's not a resort necessarily in that way. It's in this weird in-between. So ultimately, Universal is now being branded as Universal Destinations and experiences. And uh, they did say that the name change also signals how the company is diversifying by bringing its universal branded entertainment, culinary, gaming, and consumer product experiences to life in unique and creative ways for new audiences in new places on new platforms in both the physical and virtual worlds. Oh, very, very interesting. Uh, 
Mark Woodbury, chairman and chief executive officer of Universal Destinations and Experiences, said Universal Destinations and Experiences aligns with our aspirations to be the destination of choice in the markets where we are today and the markets we enter in the future. We are thrilled to expand how we bring the Universal brand to life in new, immersive, and compelling ways for fans around the world using our rich collection of stories, characters, and franchises. And again, this all comes on the heels of the Texas theme park, which we will get there in a second, as well as the year-round horror experience in Las Vegas. And it's just been a big time for Universal in general with the grand opening of Super Nintendo World out at Universal Studios Hollywood. It's a big, big time right now for the company with everything they have coming up. And I feel like I actually feel like the name change makes a lot of sense to me because really parks and resorts, while it's just nomenclature, it does limit it. I when you throw in like we want to be the destination that you go to, like that's that's powerful world uh, words, not worlds. It's it's universal. So of course it it is a world unto itself. It's but... a universe. <laughs> you might be right about that but yeah it is uh i think the the nomenclature now is just it, it brands the company better for what they are going to do in the future so i'm okay with it but what a lot of people weren't okay with is that with the changing of the name also meant that they decided to change up the logos for their parks and and yeah it's i i understand where people are getting upset about some of them, but uh, the the design of them have all changed to be, I would say, more uh, 3D in style versus flat and uh, classic. It's a lot more like um, they just kind of stick out a little bit more. I, I don't want to keep using the 3D uh, description in that way, and I am by no means a graphic designer, so I'm struggling uh, to to really come up with all the words of it. Like it feels like it's got an embossment to the different logos, like Universal Studios Florida and Universal Orlando Resort plus Universal Studios Hollywood. It's it's your same classic globe with the with the the words Universal Studios going across and the destination. That makes sense. But Islands of Adventure went from that classic logo that it's been for years to now one that is uh that is very three-dimensional in nature and i think that that's the one that has people up in arms most about it because you know it's also it's also what you see first when you're entering and you see the lighthouse in front of islands of adventure you see that giant logo on there and will that be changed to add in this new logo who knows? And Volcano Bay had a, a nice, simple logo before, but now they wanted to give it that universal feel to it in a way. So they've rounded out like a wave in the background while still having the volcano in there. But they've, they've tried to replicate somewhat of a globe in that logo. And, you know, at, at that point, you're like, hey, did you really need to keep going with the roundness approach? Rhino thoughts. Um, I mean, I... I, I do see, I, I get the universal, um, the Islands of Adventure one. It does, to me, visually, I feel like I can't see the separation of the letters as clearly but from the background. So, like, I get that, that aspect of it, maybe, I guess. But um, I also, like, kind of really stand back and look at some stuff. And some, some things look like a product of their time sometimes, right? Like, yeah. and I feel like that universal... Islands of Adventure logo, as much as I enjoy it, does feel like a logo that was created in the 90s. 
Like it reminds me of a very 3D, like Fox Kids or something like that, you know, like very angled, pops out at you. And I still think it retains the spirit of the original logo. Um, you know, and and I I don't know. It, it's one of those things where I'm like, I doubt, like you just said, I doubt, like they're not going to update the globe. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not, yeah. I don't think it's like visually, I think that's just probably for internal use and for like media um, when they put out like announcements about things and, and assets uh, internally in the company and stuff like that, right? Um, I mean, it, it's going to be on park maps and all over the place. And oh, that's it's true. On, yeah, it's on the website. So it's in it's already out and about. It's just what difference does it make to the the average person who goes? to? I don't uh, think they're going to even notice. To I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I, I don't think yeah. so either. And uh, and I will I will admit I am confused about parts of it, too. Like it's been. You know, when they announced Epic Universe, it was Universal's Epic Universe. Uh, with Islands of Adventure, it's been Universal's Islands of Adventure, and the logos have made it all clear. It's it it says Universal Islands of Adventure, Universal Volcano Bay, um, uh, Universal Epic Universe. So I don't yeah, I don't necessarily like that aspect of it, but again, so that's, that's doesn't matter. That's what like Disney did like 10 years ago or something like that now, right? Where they, it, it just became like Disney Wizard of Oz, or like Disney Oz Great and Powerful. And you're like, shouldn't it be Disney's Oz Great? Like it's not phonetically yeah. correct. It really doesn't make any difference in the long run no. for anyone. We're still going to call the parks what we call them. It, it's just life will continue moving on. And life I hope I'm also not making it. Life will find a way. I'm hoping I don't make it seem like people have been making it a bigger deal than it is. Some people are always going to find different things to be passionate about. And uh, so I'm not knocking anyone. It just in this situation, it doesn't bother me. I, you know what? Change it up. You can always move forward and change it again. And right. maybe we'll hit a point where we can also go back and do retro for Universal Studios Florida. Like they put on all the merchandise when it was right around the park's last anniversary. Like I'm... I'm hoping I'm hoping that the parks like the parks themselves that continue to get updated and changed. I'm hoping that they can also change their branding without going so far away that it just becomes unrecognizable anymore. Yeah. But we'll just have to see how that all plays out. But we've mentioned Texas a couple times. So I wanted to give an update on that because there has been news and uh, whether it's good or bad for Frisco County. That's what we'll have to find out. But uh, Frisco City Council uh, and plan and zoning commissions did approve the zoning proposal that will make way for the universal theme park this just happened i believe on march 7th so uh universal they they're moving forward with it so well, at least in the next step they they got the uh, approval for the zoning proposal and this is this is where they need to to move next word to make this all happen next word that's not even a word <laughs> i wasn't i was gonna wait till you were done <laughs> next word next word what you have to go next the... word you know that's it's like a combination of forward and next but it's more aggressive next word i think that's exactly what i was doing and i don't understand it but hey add it to the correctionary hey next word and uh i dang it i can't think of another one <laughs> like I would just I, yeah. say onward and upward. So how would you? But those both have word in them. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll bounce it around after we're done here. But uh, moving on with this news too, uh, you know, it's it, with 
Frisco as excited as we are to see a concept like this come to life. Of course, there has been some pushback from the residents, but I doubt that it's going to be enough that it's ever going to make a, a big splash with them because like one of the things I read about it is that like ultimately uh, the land that this is all going to take place on is like less than a golf course. So like when you think about it's the, the footprint that it actually has there, it's, it's minimal, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it's still not going to be busy and there's not going to be traffic and an influx of also people wanting to to come in and check it out. Like that'll also have an impact on it, but shouldn't be a, a huge one. But uh, apparently, too, there was a little bit of pushback from residents when they found out about the age range that the park was for. So, yeah, uh, the, it, apparently the theme park. You know, when they were doing the council, it was said it was designed for children ages three to 11. And residents said that is an older age group than they were originally told. What? Which to me is. is I thought you were. <laughs> what? I thought it was going to be like, oh, we thought it was going to be for like older people. And now we're upset that we it's not a park for everybody. And now they're like, well, it's not a playground. So we're mad. <laughs> like, what? No. I. I am kind of bamboozled by that one in a way, but yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted to be able to have like infancy through maybe 11 still. I don't know. I, I'm really not sure about it, but like, I feel like that's a, a three to 11 is still fair. I mean, that is technically as theme parks does define kids like that's that's in that range. So it's a good it's a good definition to it. But hopefully the residents won't be too upset with it. Uh, the theme park would have to comply with city and noising lighting ordinances. Uh, and that would look something like the park could open as early as 8 a.m. Close at 10 p.m. Uh, looks like the max height for anything in the park would be 10 stories or 100 feet. Um, and I, I think that it can vary, but it shouldn't be over that. And uh, then beyond that, to the expectation for the theme park is to welcome 7,000 visitors on weekdays versus 28,000 weekday visitors at high rise buildings, restaurants, and retail space. Uh, if, you know, if that's what they were actually going to use it for in general. So they're really trying to push it with it. Like, look, if you would have built it as the mixed use commercial residential versus the theme park, you would have 28,000 people here, but we're going to be gracious and you can use it for a theme park and you're only going to have like 7,000 people here. Uh, but they expect weekend attendance to actually double that number, which makes completely sense. And the current plan completely is sense. construction. Sorry. You said that makes completely sense. Sorry. Listen, I'm I'm on the okay, battle I'm back. I'm on the battle back right now from a little illness, and so I'm like I'm doing I'm doing my best here, man. I'm trying I'm to do what I can. I'm trying to do it. Uh, the current plan for construction of the park is to begin later this year on a completely vacant field on the east side of the Dallas Northway Toll North Tollway. And uh, the park is expected to open if it goes through in 2026. So pretty big deal. Pretty, pretty big deal. Big deal. Pretty big shoe. Really big shoe. Yeah. And I know you've shared this antidote before on uh, other shows, Patreon, but uh, you you have a friend in Texas and mm -hmm. a lot of the buzz around Texas is about Universal coming there. But it seems like for a lot of people, they're not actually paying attention to what's coming there and they're going to be sorely disappointed. Yes. As we often learn is that, like what you said, the average guest 
um, they hear it and they think of what already pre-exists without like really listening to what it is. So my friends um, that are in the Austin area, because it was my friend and then like a bunch of their friends and they were like, oh yeah, we're excited. That's going to be really cool. And I was like, do you know it's like a children's park? And they're like, what? They were like, well, there's going to be Harry Potter, right? And I was like, I don't think so. And they're like, oh no. And I'm like, so I don't think the average, I, that's the only part where I'm like, oh, you know what? It's, it's one of those things where a survey is always like, <clears throat> you know, you've heard about those like park surveys where they say that when the attraction, sometimes there's an attraction that when it's open, the guest um, satisfaction survey is lower than when it was closed because they didn't, when it's closed, they don't have the opportunity to experience it and then be disappointed. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, I feel like it's a similar kind of mental situation in that way where like, People are excited and then I'm worried that it'll be like they'll react to what isn't there as opposed to what actually is there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I I will say I feel like when Texas comes along, it will definitely uh, be marketed towards the right people and they will make it abundantly clear as it gets uh, closer and closer to opening that this park is for very specific people. It is very local oriented. Uh, do not don't misconstrue these things. If you want to travel from afar to see it, of course, absolutely do so. Um, you know, but it's it's a different experience. It's not the standard theme park. It's meant for it's a regional experience that's meant for the people who live around the areas. And, you know, I, I think that's easier for for probably a lot of the people. Uh, you know, who are listening and watching that have regional experiences in their own backyards that they, they understand it a lot more and are prepared for it. But that is where you get into the uh, jaded side of some people living in, you know, Orlando or California when it's like, what do you mean regional? It's these are world class destinations that are right, right here all the time. It's people want to come in from out of the country. But then like, you know, I grew up uh, with um, technically Kennywood would have been the the closest park to me that you know i know i know people who fly specifically there to see that park but it was not really meant for people that were uh outside of like a, a three hour range area around there and anyone else uh that kind of lived further away was then going to probably like cedar point or a different park so uh regional regional games completely different i know you have similar uh stories to that with uh, the parks up in your area so i mm -hmm. like i get it I get it. But, you know, it's it's also hard when you throw the universal name onto it the same way if you throw the Disney name onto it, you think it you automatically assume it's a destination that's worth traveling to and not just like, a, oh, hey, if I'm here, let me check it out. And that's that's going to be tough. I, I'll be I'll do a lot of therapy. I'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. Theme park therapy coming I, this fall. Hey, <laughs> someone out there needs it. Probably me, but uh, we're going to move on. Hey, Rhino, you, you mentioned Harry Potter and we missed the news a couple weeks back. Actually, it was just last week and we were going to tie it in with uh, with the Mardi Gras show and stop off in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and get a butterbeer. But ultimately, we didn't because, uh, it, you know, I just I didn't want to. I didn't want to because the news felt exciting, but then became a little less exciting. And I guess it's still exciting. But uh, of course, Universal decided to finally come out with a vegan version of butterbeer. And uh, to be completely clear with it, uh, this is where the topping is impacted from it. So for the longest time, the butterbeer inside the Wizarding World of Harry Potter could not be altered 
at all. Like you had to get, you know, when it first debuted, you either got your cold or your frozen and you add the topping on there. And that's how it was sold. Uh, then, of course, it has progressed with different forms of butter beer being added. Um, but that it always stayed the same way. You cannot change anything. You know, it's butter beer. This is this is how rolling wants it to go. So this is how it must go. And then down the road, uh, it eventually just the last year, if I'm remembering my dates correctly, they finally started serving it without the topping on there. So that way it could be technically served as a uh, for people there who didn't uh, didn't have dairy as part of their diet. It's a became a non-dairy treat that you could have. Uh, but now they have developed a vegan version of the topping. So now if you are, you know, non-dairy and vegan, you can actually have this this new this new butter beer that feels as close to the classic butter beer as it it can be. And I I do want to go and try it. Like I want to do a setup where, you know, where Rhino, I, I buy like two different butter beers, one with the vegan topping and one without. And I want to hand it to Rhino and see if he can tell the difference. But the problem is the topping, while it's so integral to the the butter beer experience, at the same time, it's so minuscule on there that I don't think it's like, you know, I, I, I don't think it's one of those things that you, you would be able to tell at all. And I'm sure other people have already gone and done this, but uh, I, I like... I like getting Rhino's aspects on it because you know he's got that he's got that tongue that can figure things flavors Excuse out me? more than I can. Excuse you me? heard me. You heard me. You've got a tongue <laughs> for those types. What's that tongue do? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I'm all for a blind blind taste test. You know, we 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 don't shy away from butterbeer taste tests here. Mm-mm. I'm very curious. I, I mean, I am very very curious to see how it holds up. To the other ones too yeah. like we'll have I, to do uh, a re-ranking i think of them all oh man okay if we must we must we must but uh, in sad news happy for vegans that was a great win for you uh in sad news and could have easily led the show off at the beginning here but universal orlando's cinematic celebration is no more and if you don't know what that is, this is the nighttime fountain show that happened in the lagoon at Universal Studios, Florida. And uh, yeah, it just closed unceremoniously to make way for a new show in the future. And this one, it's disappointing. I like if they would have announced a close date and end date for this, I would have got out there and watched it a couple more times because I, I thought this show was, you know, outside of outside of some of the specialty entertainment for Halloween Horror Nights. I thought this show was one of the best ones they've ever produced at Universal. And I'm not even talking nighttime show. I'm talking any any show. It, it always it always moved me by seeing my favorite clips being displayed on the Fountain Lagoon and uh, in you know, the music, it just, it, it all works so perfectly. So this one's, this one's a pretty big bummer. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset about it. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy to me that it just kind of was like, boom, gone. And, um, I, it's, it's funny because I, you and I were literally just talking about, about it, um, like a week ago, like we were walking from, um, we were like on that walking pathway that brings you into city walk. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I said like, oh, you know, I really do like that nighttime show. Cause I like how it makes you feel like it makes you feel like you're moving, like, and it's exciting and dancing. And I was like, that's a great way to end, end a day. And it's funny. I feel like we like cursed it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, 
very well could have been. Uh, at least we did not uh, push it in the right direction. But no, yeah, we we one hundred percent. You you were bringing it up, and like uh, we should have. Yeah, I, I should have seen it more throughout its run. Luckily, you know, we have video of it, so it's not like it's just gone forever. But uh, I I hope whatever they come up with, you, I, I just hope it is next level, whether it's just a refined fountain show uh, that, you know, attaches in new properties or whatever. Like I, if it goes that direction, I'll be happy with it. If they if they decide to do something different, you know, I, I've seen some people throw around the word drones in there. I'd be intrigued by it. Uh, I'd be willing to see what they see. Uh, you know, it's they only have so much they can work with. They can't really get crazy on pyrotechnics, so we know never to expect that from from a show. But honestly, I I thought it was one of the better use of fountain technology at any theme park. So I hope at least whatever they do come up with matches the quality of this one and just improves upon it. But sad, sad thing. Sad. Very sad. Very sad. Very sad. Okay, Rhino, we're going to wrap up this show, but the last thing I want to just briefly touch on because we missed it a couple of weeks ago because we haven't we haven't done a new show, as I mentioned right at the top of this. Uh, they came out with uh, Horror Night Nightmares on social media, came out with the very first speculation map for next year's Halloween Horror Nights event. Wow, this year's Halloween Horror Nights event that feels like it's still next year but is is coming up quickly man i'm really i'm degrading on this one so uh (laughs) we won't we won't take this one too long but uh they yeah they put out the very first spec map and obviously we already know one of the things on the spec map is correct uh and that is chucky being a part of the Mm -hmm. event since that was already officially announced but i just wanted to uh throw out any of the other uh concepts on there just your way to see if you have any input on them specifically the the intellectual property ones. I uh, mentioned two of the the original concepts, but the other ones that were on the speculation map, if you don't remember, you didn't see it, Rhino, you have a new Universal Monsters one, this time Phantom of the Opera versus Dracula. Uh, you have The Last of Us, which was on the spec map last year, and obviously being as popular it is right now i feel like it's definitely back on people's radars uh blumhouse with men m3 gen megan and insidious <laughs> and that's a joke from comedy bang bang i shouldn't steal that huh. one but um because <laughs> you know it does three three check marks there so um but then for original houses there was like a krampus one on there uh lair of the banshees which lair of the banshees was a uh scare zone a couple of years back actually like it's been a while now like i think that was hhn 26 that it was a scare zone so um yeah that's that's kind of like the big ones there's a couple that are just logos so it's kind of hard to really say what those would be but um what 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 do you think about at least the intellectual property ones any any of them stick out to you as exciting oh i mean i i'm i'm not caught up on the last of us right now i'm on like episode five but i i think that one would be like a slam dunk for them um and um i think chucky will be interesting i believe this is going to be based on the show is what they said um so i'm gonna have to watch that show but always i always enjoy a universal monsters house i mean last year it was my favorite house i don't love i like the idea of the inclusion of the phantom i'm kind of exhausted by dracula like i wish we would pick like the the gill man or or uh or 
you know, I, I'm fine with the werewolf again or something, but, um, and I would, I, I know that Megan will be a massive hit. Like that will be no question. Megan and um, I am looking forward to the Insidious movie because it is the like original cast. So I, I'm very, I, if that becomes one too, I, I'm, I want a scream house still. I know they almost had one before. And I'm Never like, I want happen. one so bad because the new movie I thought was like, I'm watching it. And there's so many set pieces um, where I was like, wow, this would be great for Halloween Horror Nights because they have a subway scene and they all, you know how much they love that subway set they have. No, it's never going to happen. Uh, the other one I left off the list, too, was of the original ones that they have on there was uh, Devil Dogs. And uh, you probably are thinking what I the love heck a little is that, Debbie but, house. Uh, well, no, just not a little snacks, Debbie. Right? D- Devil no. Dog. No, no. Well, um, the actually, you're close on in it. the middle. Yeah, you actually might be right about that. I don't I don't buy snack cakes too often. You know, I just used to have a YouTube channel that was all about me buying snack cakes and eating <laughs> them for a little bit. Uh, anywho, no, Devil Dogs was one of the movies that was featured in Slaughter Cinema. That helped oh. with all the movies. So a little bit of a callback. Yeah, I love that Could idea. Be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I... it would be if it comes to fruition, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do love that if they do an original Krampus house, too, I feel like. Who doesn't yeah. love Krampus, right? Yeah, it's if, if they ever wanted to mess around with that, though, I think they need to be like hard and fast with it. Like we need to disassociate this with the movie as much as possible because the movie is so incredible. Uh, the house was I, I, I the house with it. I just loved. So I don't want a rehash of that. I want a new take on the story, but not like how Disney reimagines its movies. Like I want just something that's completely different from it. But um, do you, do you think the guitar with the lightning bolt, what do you think that's supposed to signify? I, I, I'll be honest. I have not looked at what any people are talking about in terms of the rumors. I haven't looked at what people have been saying in terms of like, oh, no, these ones are definitely wrong. These are off there. So I have no idea with the, the guitar one, with the with the, the Asian anchor. characters or the anchor. No idea. That's I just, that's part of the excitement. Everything's going to not everything's going to change. So much is going to change on this list between this one and the next one that I'm not I'm not yeah. married to anything. Well, the guitar, I, I doubt it. It is what it is. But what if it was like a Stranger Things? I hope not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope not. I'm that's played out, but um, I would rather it. I would rather it be exactly what it looks like. I want to see Harry Potter playing guitar. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Chord. Yeah, it's a uh, Harry Potter versus David Bowie guitar off once yeah. and for all. Whoever wins, we lose. That's the tagline. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't have anything else to say about it. So uh, we are going to wrap this episode up. I know it was pretty quick and uh, just went over a bunch of nonsensical information, but you know what? Would it be the Disunplugged Universal Edition if it was anything else but that? I don't think so. So thank you, Rhino, for having this conversation with me. Thank you. And thank you to everyone out there for taking the time to listen and watch this. Uh, If you enjoyed what you saw and you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comment section. Uh, If you were listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can, leave us a positive rating and review. And if you want to support us more, book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm going to go take a nap. 
So I hope you all take care. Have a great week or longer. And remember, we still haven't changed the name. 